I'm Natalie Pika and welcome to Royal Harbor Partners Market Talk. Before we jump into this week's market commentary, our team wanted to take a moment to focus on gratitude. This next week for Thanksgiving, our nation and the markets will pause to give thanks. And we believe it's worthwhile to consider the benefits of gratitude in our stewardship of money. So today we have our team here all together um, with our thoughts on gratitude uh, in this very strange and uncertain year that is 2020. Hello everyone, I'm Michelle Jones, partner with Royal Harbor Partners. Many of you know me from our wealth management discussions. I wanted to share how grateful I am for being prepared this year. No one could have predicted the change that was needed for Royal Harbor Partners and our clients. But when we set up for our firm, we wanted to be ready for anything. Our technology gave us the ability to work from home. Our communications never stopped with our clients. We had no idea we'd be working through a year like this. And I'm a planner and I like things to work right for our team and our clients. On a personal note, 2020 has been an unprecedented year. What I've learned is to be appreciative of all little things and not to take anything for granted. I'm very grateful for my family, and especially the extra time this year with my husband, Mike, and my boys, Caleb and Blake, and grateful for my partners and team here and the families we work with at Royal Harbor Partners. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Whitfield, Operations Manager for RHP. I'm always behind the phone or the PC, so you may not have met me in person before. It's my job to assist clients with distributions, account updates, and paperwork and logins online. And this year, I'm really grateful for Royal Harbor Partners, and especially for our open house that happened on February 27th, before all of the COVID shutdowns and market chaos. It was such a nice event and a great opportunity to see and meet our clients and their families. If we had planned for any other day this year, we likely would have had to cancel. And so there's nothing more that I'm happy to do. Well, Sarah, I want to share what I'm happy with here with Royal Harbors. And the biggest thing is I'm just happy to be here. Uh, that's something that I've learned to adopt as a philosophy in life. And like most things, when you just show up and you're happy to be here, it tends to work out. I'm thankful about the conversations that we've had this year. This has been anything but a trying year. We've had a lot of conversations with clients that are very deep and personal level, and I'm thankful for that trust and confidence that they continue to instill in us and uh, the ability to show up here every day and work with, with my peers at Royal Harbor. Natalie, how about you? Well, thank you guys for sharing. I am I'm so grateful, and in some ways, strangely for the year that's 2020, um, it's really made me stop and think about what's important. And many of you know, I turned 50 this year and I kind of joke that, well, that just means I only have 50 left. Um, I, but I'm keenly aware of the value of a year um, and, and every relationship, whether they're close or far, they're all a blessing. I'm certainly grateful for our team and what we've been able to accomplish this year. And for the 135 families that put their trust in us that we serve, um, that relationship has been just strengthened by what are the trials um, of 2020. Um, so yeah, that's that's just a few of the things that I'm grateful for this year. Let's take a moment here while we, we've all enjoyed our, our, our sharing of things we're gra gra grateful for. And 
But one of the things I think the clients are grateful for as well is uh, what we do for them in the, in the markets and uh, their personal financial affairs. And so let's talk a little bit about where are we as we kind of uh, go towards the end of the year of 2020. Yeah, I, I, I know you and I have spoken briefly um, about what the end of the year typically looks like in a regular trading year, right? But this is different. Um, we've talked a little bit about market fatigue and what that might look like. Next week, of course, being the week of Thanksgiving, we, we expect trading will probably be light. We hope, <laughs> right? We would love for Thanksgiving week to be quiet and calm. Restful week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a restful week of, of Thanksgiving. Um, but what do you see beyond that going into December? we got a, just a few more weeks left of this year. Well, of course, the biggest thing is the resurgence of the COVID. You know, it's upon us. You're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing different uh, government agencies around the country start to take measures to slow it down. Uh, and that's caused a little bit of concern in the market. We're starting to wonder, does that take us into another little double dip, if you will? Uh, you're seeing it in Europe. You're seeing it abroad. Um, but what I find very interesting against this backdrop is that we have the announcement of that vaccine and several uh, companies have announced a vaccine. So we know the future. What's different about this environment is normally we're a little bit more uh, uncertain about the short run and more certain about the long run. Right. This time yes. it's flipped because of this uncertainty around the virus. We feel really good about 2021's growth prospects on the on the basis of a vaccine. We're very excited. North of three and a half percent GDP growth, very strong growth. Mm -hmm. But we have to have that vaccine. So the question is, how do we get between now and the wide availability of that vaccine? Uh, I have noticed one other little thing that gives me a little encouragement. There's also the discussions going on about uh, uh, between Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and the Federal Reserve uh, Powell on uh, the, uh, different Main Street lending programs, et cetera, and, and Treasury wanting to pull that back. Normally, that would be somewhat upsetting to the market if you're taking away support systems. Right, right. But what we've seen is the markets handling it pretty well. It's hanging in here. There's not a lot of downside pressure on that. And another little telltale that gives me optimism that we may not need that $3 trillion of stimulus, maybe it's $500 billion, or if any at all, is because Carnival Cruise Lines, an industry most impacted by COVID, you know, the cruise industry, mm -hmm has been issuing debt and, and equity offerings to stay afloat. And up to this point this week, they've been using their ships as collateral for the bondholders. This was the first week they issued $11 billion in debt with no collateral. So investors are now warming up to the recovery story where they're willing to do these type of investments without that collateral requirement. Right. So that's a signal to me that we are setting up for a good 2021. Against this short-term uncertainty, probably the best thing and, and is that you know people just kind of, the market just kind of wants to go to the sideline, ride this out and see you know the vaccine availability and then off we go. Wow. Ooh, very interesting. Good points. Yeah, the Carnival Cruise Line, that's that's quite a, an observation there. Um, so what have you seen in these past weeks that's one of the most surprising changes in the markets? Uh, and I know volatility I is a big conversation, right? We've seen that VIX come way down. Um, 
What do you think has been unusual? The election, the, con the uh, legal threats around the presidential election has not created one wrinkle in the stock market. Mm. Uh, and to me, the market is saying we have full expectations that the normal democratic process will fall through and you'll see uh, President-elect Biden in the White House on January 20, taking oath of office. The market's fully pricing that in. Now, that would be the wild card. If there is some type of success through the legal systems to overturn that, then that's the short term, the greatest risk the market will have. Uh, I think there would be a severe reaction to that. Mm -hmm. The uncertainty that it creates. Yeah, the uncertainty, right, of course, the uncertainty that it's going to create. But the fact that we're hanging in here and, and is a very good positive, again, that ties in with like the carnival story, et cetera. So, uh, of course, around here we do planning, right? And, and we, when we plan for our families and we think about the future, we don't think about, we, we talk about short term, but what we plan for are really mid to long term, right? All those long term ranges. And so um, 2020 has been a little bit odd in that we have really, you see, the focus has been on 2020, not, but, but let's talk about 2021. Let's talk about 22, 23 a little bit. We're going to get through this, the expectation of the vaccine, and maybe get back onto um, more steady footing when it comes to growth. We've seen that, that rotation you talked about in the last um, our last discussion um, more into value, broadening out of the markets. What do you think in, in 2022, 23? What have we got maybe a little bit further out, 24 months, 36 months even? So I, I think the biggest challenges our investors are going to face going forward in the next few years will be returns from U.S. large cap stocks, the biggest S&P 500. Uh, forward expectations for those returns are about half of what we've seen in the last since 2008, running about six and a half percent expected returns. So I think the biggest change you're going to see in that area is a movement more towards international, and it could see as much as 35 percent of your portfolio in international names. Um, that's where we still see the growth opportunities, the best case. Emerging markets, export expecting returns are 9%. So uh, development uh, international is more in the 7-8 range. So I would think that would be the biggest change where we've been U.S.-centric for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. away, you start to see that move more towards abroad. The other changes there you're going to see is more in fixed income. Because we're in a zero rate world with the Fed on hold for three years. How do we get income in this market? And I think that's going to have to come from more equity type investments, preferred stocks, dividend stocks, those sort of things that provide that income that the bonds used to produce. So you may now have to see the portfolios where traditional balance 60 40 may need to go to that 70-30 makeup mm. in order to do that. So we're in the midst right now of potentially looking at uh, reallocation between stocks and bonds in our models to shift a little bit of that weighting over to equities. Uh, and then the other thing we do in the, in the portfolio is we run a balanced approach. So I call it a barbell, you know, the two ends of the weight. I've got one half of that equity exposure in dividend paying stocks that are paying us that bond-like income. Then I got the other half in, in that toe in that growth, that high tech area that we still have to have for to drive performance of the right, portfolio. Right. So we'll probably still keep with those changes, but you'll start to see me massage those themes at the margin 
as different opportunities arise. Awesome. Thank you. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. Um, so as we close out today, I, I just want to remind everybody around here, one of our core values is we value people over money. We say it often. Uh, we, it just seems to roll off the tongue around here. Um, money is the tool that we, it's just a tool that we use to really help our families reach their full potential. Our team is grateful that we can be here for your families during this strange and uncertain times. And um, we just want to thank you for putting your trust in us. So thank you for listening today. And I encourage you to visit our website at royalharborpartners.com for additional resources or to send us an email. Hope you and your family have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Harbor Partners is a registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed by Royal Harbor Partners on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.